Welcome to the Glory Podcast. We're so glad that you're listening. Our mission is to declare God's glory. Please visit glorychurchkc.com to hear all of our other messages. Good morning, Glory Church family, and again, welcome uh, to Glory Online. If you are watching right now with us live on a Sunday morning, perhaps in a, in a Glory Church small group, it is so great to have you. Thank you for worshiping with us, uh, learning with us, or maybe you're listening in on your own, or maybe even outside of a Sunday morning on our Glory podcast, wherever you are tuning in from, thank you. It's an honor to still be in your life in this way. Uh, If you are like me, this past week has taken a toll on me. It has seemed like every single day another hardship or another level of difficulty has has just plagued us in America, in our nation, as humans, and, and it has been hard. Maybe you feel at loss of what to say or a loss of what to, to feel or maybe at loss of any kind words to say. Maybe for some of you, and I know in our glory family in the black community, maybe this has brought up some wounds of your past, some fears that the enemy has constantly tried to oppress you with. Maybe it's brought up some lies of how you think you will always be treated or, or cared for. I will tell you, we wrote a, a, a response to this on, on our uh, Facebook page and our Instagram, on social media. Um, we are a church that will not stand for, for injustice. One of our core values is that we will love our neighbor and you cannot love that which you enable, the, the sins that you enable, the, the injustice that you re- enable. And another one of our values is that we celebrate diversity. So I celebrate and honor all of our family, every bit. And I am, I am mourning with you, aching with you and, um, I have just had to limit my time on social media. Maybe you've had to as well. It's been hard to read the rants that people go through, the divisiveness that is happening, dissension all over our world, and it has been heavy. But one thing I know that unites all of us is that we all believe, the the believers, uh, people who, who call themselves children of God, at the end of the day, we all know that we need his style of justice, mercy, and peace. And so I will tell you, as we dive into this morning's message, in this morning's text, I will tell you where I am Friday uh, afternoon is when I'm recording this right now. I need these truths. And I, will, I know all well that I will need them on Sunday morning as I sit with the Glory Church group in my home, and I know that you need it too, these truths. My prayer is that we can experience God's justice, his mercy, and his peace, both now and tomorrow, and the next day, and the next, that we will believe that he is the author of it all. I'll tell you, we have experienced his sovereignty, God's sovereignty, a lot over the past six months. If you are new to watching uh, Glory Church Online, maybe you haven't been with us when we were in person, uh, here's a fun fact. We are only four months old as a church. And in those short time, uh, we have seen God be so faithful and sovereign, and, and he has shown so much provision over us. Can you remember, Glory Church family, diving into the book of Daniel? It has, uh, each week it seemed as if, and it felt, and it's been such a healing time, a humbling time, an empowering time, that each week it felt as if God was speaking directly into that week's situation. 
through a text that was assigned for that week long before the situation happened. In fact, if you've been with us as we've gone through the book of Philippians, it has felt the same exact way that every Sunday we open up this passage that speaks so powerfully into our present that it is nothing of my doing. It has only been of God's doing. And I will tell you, God has done the exact same thing this morning because I know that we are connected intimately to the situation and things that were going on as Paul was writing the book of Philippians. And this morning, our God has some powerful truths because the word of God is active, right? It it is living and active. It speaks into the intentions and hearts of our souls. And so right now, I am excited because I need a word spoken to me. I know that you need a word spoken to you, and God is faithful. In the darkness, he speaks powerfully. And this morning, where you're at, I know that this passage is going to speak to you. Because I don't have to open your eyes or anything to connect you to where Paul was. If you remember, this man, that man who wrote Philippians, the majority of the New Testament, he is a man of suffering. He knows it all too well. Paul has experienced, he has dealt with injustice of all kinds. He's dealt with hate crimes, persecutions, racism, fears, wounds from his past. Paul knows right now what it feels like to be wrongly accused. Goodness, if you remember, He's in jail as he's writing this passage, wrongly accused. It's unjust for him to be imprisoned right now. He has been hated by his people, hated by the Romans of a different culture, a different ethnicity. He's been hated by the Gentiles. He has been persecuted and blamed. This man, he has known what it feels like to be hated. And he's writing to a church who has that very same calling card, that very same future ahead of them, that he knows that the persecutions that he has faced, they are going to face. And these are the words that he has written over and over and over. If you know anything about the first century church, it is that the church was persecuted, executed. Many were, were, were experienced hate crimes after hate crime. They experienced loss, pain, riots. They were not cared for in any way. They had injustice after injustice. And these are the words, there is nothing. And this is the beauty of this. There's nothing that I could have done to blur the lines of this connection between them and us. No, God has done it. He has showed us this beautiful connection to these words. So can we sit back and rejoice in a Lord who is speaking to us? I'm excited to dive into this. For as we said uh, time and time again, right, we've named this whole series over this, that, that suffering can meet joy. And even in a dark week, a week where I've struggled, I have been angry, I've wanted to punch things, I've, I've wanted uh, to, to just pull my hair out, I've wanted to just talk back and say, stop speaking these things or stop replying to people's comments, uh, just calm down. Or I wanted to yell that the week of darkness that it has been, God is still pressing in more. That God's grace is here. And so where there is suffering, that suffering can still meet joy. And so this morning, I believe that God is wanting to speak joy. And so to the Philippian reader, his reader, Paul A man of suffering wrote this. Rejoice in the Lord always. 
I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness, Philippians, let your gentleness be evident, evident to all. Some of your translations may say, let your reasonableness be known, be seen by all. The Lord is near. And when he is saying this, this whole rejoice in the Lord, he's literally saying, return to your source of joy. Philippians, do it always. Return daily, each and every moment. Return to your source of joy. In other words, that if it silences my rejoice, I will not be a part of it. If it's going to silence my rejoice, I will stay away from it. If it showcases a separate agenda, then rejoicing in the Lord, I won't do it. If it leads me down the spiraling of anxiety or this hole of worry, then it's not for me. If it distracts me from joy, rejoicing in the Lord, if it distracts me from my source of joy, then it's not for me. Rejoice in the Lord always, glory church. And again, I say rejoice. And then Paul says this, He says, let your gentleness be evident, be known, be seen, be on display by all. The word gentleness here is not the same gentleness that he will tell uh, to the Galatian church, the church uh, where he's saying the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. It's a different word. That gentleness means humility, meekness, but it's interesting. This gentleness means reasonableness. Let your consideration, the ability to think rationally, the ability to reason, the ability to have a sound judgment, the ability to not hurt others, but speak with consideration, live with consideration, live with gentleness and reason and rationale. Let that be evident, known to all. The word is interesting. It's not not passive in any way. That gentleness does not sit back while while trials happen. The the gentleness does not sit down in complacency. This gentleness is active. It brings reason into a situation. It brings consideration into a space. It brings it. It is evident and seen in every dealing and every interaction, and it's seen by all. As Paul writes to the Colossian church when he says, clothe yourself in humility and in gentleness. Clothe yourself. Let that be the very dressing that you put on, that when people see you, they see gentleness. It reeks reason. You you showcase consideration that you uh, are, are perceived by all as a person of consideration, a person of sound judgment. We are to be seen as gentle. And then he writes this in verse 6, Philippians, glory church, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, the peace of God, which surpasses any understanding, the things that don't make sense, the peace of God, where you are able to have peace and and, and compassion and joy amidst hardships, where it does not make sense that you have that level of peace. It's going to guard your hearts in minds, in Christ Jesus, the peace, I will tell you, in all of our dealings, our coming and going, our speaking and our listening, we need to have a peace that guards us, a peace that keeps us stable. Glory family, friend, you need a peace that guards you, a peace that guards you. 
this next week, you're going to need a peace that guards you, that guards you from doing that, that protects you from going there in your minds again. And he protects you from saying those things that you're going to regret. You need a peace that pushes you out from speaking into those wounds or pushing on those wounds in other people. You need a peace that'll protect you from reliving those thoughts or running down those lies again. You need a peace that guards you, man. I need a peace that guards me from those thoughts. But this is done by in every situation, we are choosing to respond to it with prayer, with prayer. So let's put this together. Let's write this down. Let's put it into perspective that there is a consideration that needs to be seen by all. That, that there is a level of gentleness, a level of rationality that needs to be evident by all people and that there is an action of prayer that needs to be our response to all things. In other words, I want you to take notes on this. <laughs> this is nothing aha or, or, or nothing super wise. Write this down though. It's so practical. That every day I will face an anything and an everyone Every day, you are going to face an anything and an everyone, an anything that will fight for your tension, an anything that will fight for your fear, an anything that will cause you worry, an anything that will demand for you to spiral back down in anxiety or worry or doubt. There's going to be an anything in today that causes concern for you, an anything that is going to push you to, to go to that place of chaos. And maybe you've already experienced that anything, or maybe it's to come in the next 30 minutes, hour, every day you're going to face an anything, an anything that wants to oppress you, an anything, that there are these anythings every day, and the problem is when they become everything, right? The problem is when those anythings become everything, so here's a question, what are the anythings in your life that have become everything? Because that's when we, we become spiraled down in anxiety, that's when it, when it is heightened in us, that, that, that heaviness, that worry has been, our anythings become everything. When the answer that you keep praying about or the answer to the, to the future becomes everything to you. It's all you're considering, all you're thinking about. It's when those thoughts fill everything, every decision. It's when the concern of that changes everything in your mind. You start seeing all things different. It's when that issue, that struggle, that pain, that fear begins to affect everything. It is when it becomes everything that those anythings cause us to spiral down. We begin to complain, right? There's anythings in our life that we're going to complain about because we are struggling. We are quicker to complain. We're going to begin to be bitter, and we are going to start compromising. There have been anythings in your past week that have caused you to complain quicker than pray. Every day we're going to face an anything. But also, right, every day we're going to face an everyone, an everyone, an everyone who is going to expect things from us, an everyone who is going to frustrate us, annoy us, and everyone who is not going to meet the standard that we wanted, or they're going to fail us, and everyone who's going to demand things or overlook us, neglect us, and everyone who's going to react unjustly, who's going to anger us, and everyone who's going to persecute, hurt, harm 
abuse, and everyone who is going to do the wrong thing, and everyone who's going to be an oppressor, and, and everyone is hard to love. Am I right? Sometimes my kids are the everyone. Sometimes my neighbors are the everyone. Sometimes my friends on Facebook, my family are the everyone. Sometimes people around me are the everyone's. And the interesting thing is that an everyone and an anything, an everyone and an anything, they both demand for us to respond differently as people of God than the ways prescribed by the world. The anyone that you experience and the everything, they are going to demand as being a follower, someone who's set apart from, uh, from the world God, for God's glory, they demand for you to react and respond differently than the ways of the world. To anything, we will respond with prayer. And to everyone, we will respond with gentleness. To anything, we will respond with prayer. And to anyone, we will respond with gentleness. Wow. If I'm honest with you, I don't want to pray sometimes. I don't want to pray. I want to control. I don't want to pray. I want to complain. Sometimes I don't want to pray. I want to fix or solve or push or plan or strive or urge or undo the wrong. I want to fight sometimes. I don't want to pray. And to, every, to everyone, sometimes I don't want to be gentle I don't want to be reasonable. I don't want to have to think rationally on their behalf. I don't want to consider them. They didn't consider me. They are frustrating me. Or they didn't meet the standard that they're supposed to. Or they are not considerate. Or they were not gentle. So why should I? They don't deserve me to step in and be gentle. They don't deserve for me to be reasonable, right? But it's each and every time that we do this, it's each and every time that I don't want to be gentle, or I don't want to pray, or that I don't want to consider them, or I don't want to consider God, where I am left unguarded by the peace of God. Did you hear me? It is when we do not do that, when we are in that state, that we are left unguarded by the peace of Christ. And it is when we are unguarded that we are exposed. We are exposed to the very same virus of sin, that hatred, those doubts, that pride, that arrogance, that bigotry, that dissension, that divisiveness, that malice that we see in the world all around us that is modeled by the world. We are exposed by that. We are exposed to it when we are unguarded by the peace of Christ. In prep for this message, I called some of uh, our Glory family members who are part of the black community here in Kansas City, and I called some of them, and I, I just, I, I wanted to check in on them, but I also just uh, wanted to sort of let them know of what we were talking about and what I was wrestling with about this connection between gentleness, anxiety, presenting everything in prayer to God first, uh, about uh, visualizing and thinking about what is noble and right and pure and all of that in light of our current issue, and I received some wisdom, some good things. One person <laughs> said, everyone wants to fight. A woman of Glory Church said, uh, we want to quickly release all the anxiety that we feel, the anger. We want to quickly release it. We want to let it go. We want to let it out. We don't like it feel, felt in here. We want it out of us. We want to release the anxiety, and it comes off in anger. But she said, but gentleness causes you to pause and think. She said, gentleness allows you to position that anger, harness it into something positive. And as we talked, 
we discussed how hard this is to have a gentleness, that that is more active than showcasing our anger, that that is more active and more difficult than malice, that gentleness is actually harder because it's, it's this active pursuit, that it's praying and asking God how uh, why are these things triggering me? That gentleness causes you to, to ask, what are the lessons in the now? God, how are you blessing right now in the now? Gentleness and reason and consideration, they're what lead us to prayer. Reason leads you to prayer. And each and every time we do this, gentleness allows us, as she said, to position our anger or maybe that burden that you experience or position your response to the issue, the struggle, that anything or that everyone. Gentleness allows you to position it in a place that brings healing. And our world needs healing. We are to be peacemakers. We are to be agents of God's glory. We are to be people that, that speak a message of reconciliation and that spurs on hope in the lives of others. But that is with a message of gentleness. That's with a, an action of consideration that leads us into prayer and that showcases God's glory. We are to be people who bring in reason to a situation. People that are clothed with consideration but if all of this is to happen, we must pray before we complain. We must pray before we strive. We must pray before we fight, before we rant, before we get on our soapbox. We must pray first. And as Paul closes this section, he says this, finally, brothers and sisters, finally, Philippians, glory church, finally, whatever is true, Whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you learned or received or heard from me or have seen in me, put into practice and the God of peace will be with you. Respond, church, to anything in prayer. Respond to anyone with gentleness and keep your thoughts in check. This is that whole, if it silences my rejoice, I will not do it. But instead, whatever is noble will be in my mind. Whatever is lovely is what I'm going to choose to think about. I'm going to guard my thoughts as the peace of Christ guards me. I will guard and control what comes in my thoughts. I will not allow anything that is untrue or impure. I will keep what is noble what is admirable, what is excellent in my mind. And that, that church is going to keep our intentions pure. That will keep our motives true. That will keep our thoughts clean. So Glory Church, I have some questions for you as we end. What has been silencing your rejoice lately? What has been silencing your rejoice lately? What has been silencing you from speaking it? In other words, uh, how have you silenced the voice inside of you that speaks the glory of the Lord. Another question that you can ask is, how should you return to your source of joy today? How is God asking you to return? Another question, who are the everyones that you need to showcase gentleness toward? Who are the everyones that you have a hard time with? Another way to ask this is to what space, what situation, what relationship is God asking you to bring in reason and consideration? What space, what situation, what relationship is he asking you to step in and bring reason 
gentleness. And a last question, what are the anythings in your life that need to be prayed through, that you need to be presenting to God? What are the anythings that you have been complaining about that you need to bring in as a request, as a petition, as a plea, as a supplication to the Lord? What are the anythings? And I actually want to end this morning's message by practicing exactly what we talked about uh, this morning, the ability to put on gentleness and to pray. Uh, to have consideration and reason as we consider and present everything that's going on in our world to our Lord, the one who can bring justice, peace, unity. And so I want to do so actually through inviting in uh, one of our family members. I don't know if you've ever met her, but I'm excited uh, to to have her voice a part of this prayer. Uh, So I would love to invite and introduce to you Dr. Tracy Gunn. And so, Glory Church family, I don't know if you've been able to meet her, but good morning, Dr. Tracy. Good morning. Good morning. It's so great to have you. Uh, Thank you for having me. Yeah, I know our city has been plagued right now with fear and uh, anger. And so, I am excited and um, I am blessed to be able to petition to God for our city with you. And so, take it away. Yes. Father God, we just thank you on today. We thank you for life, Father God. But most of all, God, we know that you can bring justice, Father God, where our city is hurting, Father God. And we ask right now, Father, that you will touch the leaders, touch our homes, touch our family, touch our businesses, Father God. And just let people know that you are a loving God and you are a kind God and you can turn things around for your good and your glory, Father God. And we continuously pray for Glory Church, Father God, as they begin to be a beacon of light in the community, for those that are hurting, Father. And God, we just thank you right now. And we continuously pray in Jesus' name, amen. Yes, God, and as we end this morning, let us put on gentleness. Let us be clothed in reason. Let us be the people who have sound judgment at all times, God. There are those around us who are hurting much like us, um, but God, they do not know you. And so they do not know what they do because of it. They don't know how their anger is, is affecting those around them. Um, but may we be people who take ownership of the kingdom of God, um, take ownership of our situation, our season, uh, take ownership of the the chaos that's around us and bring in peace. May we be peacemakers. Uh, God, may we pray before we complain. May we pray before we fight. May we pray before we rant. God, may we pray. So Lord, I I pray this on behalf of our city, on behalf of our world. I I pray this on behalf of your name, for your glory and uh, for your power. Amen. Amen. And amen. Amen. Yeah. And again, thank you so much for joining us this morning. My hope is uh, that God has met you where you are and uh, that we as a church can meet this city, this community, uh, our friends and family where they are and show them gentleness again and again and again. So again, Glory family, thank you for being with us. Uh, thank you for those of you who, who continually sow uh, and invest in the ministry of this church and what we're able to do. And I'm excited for the small group questions uh, that you're about to read. I'm excited for the time that you get to dive into them and uh, the discussion and the life change that will follow. But Glory Church family, you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week on Glory Online. Thanks for listening to the Glory Podcast. For more information about this message or Glory Church, please visit glorychurchkc.com.